Okay, Boker Tov, we're near the bottom of Daf Hey Amad Aleph in Maseches Moit Katan. One of the things the Mishnah said is Mitzaynin Esakvaras. You may mark graves on Chol Hamoed. It is a Tzorchei Tzibor, as we will see why. The more is now going to uh, go through a list. It's going to be a bit of a gata to Gemara starting off over here. The direction we're going to go for the next, for this week is, A, we're going to look at the source, or at least a hint to the concept of putting a marker on a grave. And then once we get onto the topic of putting a marker on a grave, then we're going to discuss the ideas of Tuma, that um, it's one of the reasons why we have a marker on. And then what degree of tumma are we required to put markers on? When do we have to mark a cemetery or a quasi-cemetery? So we're going to get involved a little bit into the issues of tumma and tahara. So first question, and there's going to be a number of answers to this. Okay. Amar Shimon ben Pazi. Rab Shimon ben Pazi says, Remez, oopa, why did that happen? Remez litzion kvaros minatora minayin. Where do we find a hint that the markings of graves is required by the Torah? You don't see anywhere in the Torah, not one of the 613 mitzvahs per se, that says you shall mark a grave. Okay? Now, Reb Shimbana Pazi holds, just taking it as, as for granted, it's a biblical obligation to mark graves. Why? Well, the primary one is to, uh, so you don't become tummy. Now, there's no Avera for a person to become tummy unless they're a Kohen. But there's another problem. If you become tummy, then let's say a Kohen, if he becomes tummy, he can't eat a Truma. Okay? Now, that's that would be the biblical issue over here. If you don't have to worry about Tuma, then why would you have to mark graves? So what's the whole biblical problem? There's not a problem per se in being Tuma. Now, there's all other issues. If you're Tuma, you can't go into the base of Migdash. So uh, he feels it's a biblical obligation. Others uh, say, no, when, it's, when it means by the Torah, it's a loosely worded thing. But really, it's rabbinic, and it's only is there a hint to the rabbinic law that you should put up a marker. Where's the hint to it from the Torah? So either two ways of learning this Gemara. Is it a biblical requirement? Is it a rabbinic requirement? Be that as it may, it's a requirement. So he says, Talmud Lomar, the Pasuk says the following. And when one sees a human bone, Uvana at slow, and he will build next to it a tzion, a marker. So this is a pasuk in Yechezkel. This is the prophecy of what's going to happen after the cataclysmic war of Gog and Magog, where Eretz Yisrael is going to be littered with corpses of Gog's army. So he says that even after the land has been mainly cleansed, whoever sees a remnant human bone will build a marker near it. So that's a hint that uh, we know that the, otherwise there must be a concept of marking graves. Okay, so we see it's proper to make graves. However, the verse merely contains an allusion to the law that graves should be marked to protect <coughs> against contamination. You cannot derive from it that this is obligatory 
because in the scenario that is described, the marker isn't needed to protect against contamination. Why? Now we come to a very important point. Markers are required only for corpses that transmit tuma through the method of ohel, a roof. Okay, we'll see exactly what this means. Means, in a situation where a corpse would convey tuma to a person passing over it, even if it was buried, there's a need to mark it in order to alert people to give away their distance. The only reason we're worried about, no one's going to touch a corpse. It's not likely we're going to be touching corpses. Corpses are buried. So it has to be in a way where the corpse can give off a tumor. Now, the only way you could be tame, there's a number of ways you could be tame by touching tumor, by carrying tumor, even though you're not necessarily touching it. And then you have the issue of if you are in this under the same roof as a corpse. So if a corpse is here and you are here and there's a roof over here, you're under the same roof. You get to it one second. So this, okay, wherever the article conveys tuma only through contact or by being moved, then burying it suffices because there's no other worm about tuma. Now, what's the issue? A bone from one of Gog's soldiers would not transmit tuma through the method of roof. Why? Because individual bones in general do not convey tuma, only if you touch them or move them. The Mpasuk says about a bone. Therefore, according to some opinions, and especially non-Jewish corpses, because that's what Gog is going to be, even if they're whole, do not transmit tuma via a roof. So you have two issues. You got a bone. A bone doesn't necessarily transmit tuma, even if it's on a Jew. And number two, a goy doesn't transmit bones. But you see, very interestingly, how they're going to get geschmattered. It's, it's not saying you're going to see corpses, right? You know, you, there could be a bone over there. So in, the, so in the, the situation the verse discusses, for sure you wouldn't have to put a marker at all. All right? So why they're putting a marker is a different story. But you see there is a, only a hint to this idea because really there'd be no biblical obligation at all in that particular case. That's why it's a hint and it's not a directive. Aye, there's a kasha in this. Amrle Ravina Ravashi, Ravina asked Ravashi, wait a minute. Hamekami the laziest Cheskel Manomer? I mean, before Yecheskel came and talked about this, who said there to be graves? In other words, since Rav Shimabazi assumes it's a biblical law, provides for the marking, how could the Pasuk in Yecheskel be the only source for this? If it's biblical, you'd figure it'd be somewhere in the Torah. That's what you. That's his question. So until Yecheskel, we don't know about this. Sigmar so comes back. Says, "Wait a minute." All the time, and Ravashi responds. And according to your premise, Had that which you explain about Rav Chizda, who says, "Dover mitores Moshe This matter, what a different case completely. A Kohen, for whatever reason, was not circumcised. Either he was malicious, that would be really bad, or he had brothers who died from circumcision, and he's not allowed to get circumcised because he's hemophiliac. So a Kohen who does not have a bris, we did not learn from the Torah from Moshe, our teacher. Okay, we didn't learn that. 
and yet, and we'll see in a minute. So somewhere in Zvachim, they list a person who's uncircumcised about those who, if he would participate in the service, then he invalidates it. The more over there says, where's the source? And Reb Chista says, it's not indicated in the Torah, but it's, it's a, but it's biblically prohibited. And guess where they learned it from? Medivre Yecheskel Ben They also learned it from Yecheskel. Right? Which says, the Pasuk says, Kol Ben Nechor Arel Leivarol Basar Lo Yaval Miktashailish Arseni No stranger, either uncircumcised of the heart, meaning he's, he's not on the derech, or uncircumcised of the flesh, shall come into the temple. Clearly, that disqualifies anyone without a circumcision. Okay, uh, so somebody who can't. So you see, we'll bring it from Yecheskel. We'd ask the same question. So who before Yecheskel? We didn't know until Yecheskel's time. El, what, what do we know? immediately. Rather, it's a tradition. That's all. So we have Allah Moshe Sinai, but us Yecheskel, and Yecheskel came along, and just gave it a scriptural support. We did that by the coin, who's not circumcised. So Achanam will say the same thing over there about putting markers. Gemara, really? It is a tradition from Moshe to Sinai, but us Yecheskel, and Yecheskel came along and found a scriptural support, wrote the scriptural support for that. Okay, so it comes out, we're saying, it's a, it, putting a marker on a grave is a halacha l'moshem Sinai. no source required, but there always has to be some kind of hint to it. Okay, so we look at the book of Yecheskel that gives us a hint to it. And that's all. We're not looking at Yecheskel as the proof that we have to do it. It's a hint to that. And no one expects it to be more than a hint. And it doesn't have to be a perfect fit, so to speak. This is only the first of many sources to come up. Okay. Rabba Val, Amar, I don't know, it's maybe five or six different... Oh, but that's the obvious. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, well, people were familiar with... It's a good question. So Rabbi Yabba, Amar Mehach, Rabba says from here, we're talking about a Mitzorah. When the Kohen declares that you are a Mitzorah, and now you have to walk to a, uh, what do you call it, a, a home where there's nobody there. All right? So what's Salah say? The Mitzorah has to call out, Vitame Tame Yikra. The Tame, the, uh, the Mitzorah shall say, I am Tame, I am Tame. So what does that mean? That's the Paul's success. Tuma karalo, we see that the Tuma calls out to the passerby, Vomerislo, and says to him, Ferosh, keep awake. In other words, what it really means is the Pusuk says the Mitzorah has to tell people I'm Tame. So I guess if a Kohen, not Kohen, no. a Mitzorah has to say that he is Tame, why? Because we have to stay away from someone who's Tame. So therefore, that's a hint. That tuma should be clearly marked so people will recognize it and keep their distance from them. Of course, if you touch a Mitzorah, you don't become, uh, well, you, you know, there's issues of tuma that he gives off. You have to be careful from that. Uh, you won't be a Mitzorah, but there's certain tuma aspects you have to be careful about. So if we have to be careful about him, we've got to be careful about any kind of tuma. So again, it's a hint. It's Allah, but it's a hint. And... 
so said Rabuzil, the grandson of the great Uziel. All right. He says, Tumakaralo, the Tumma calls out to the passerby and says, Vomerosov Farosh, keep away. Now the Gemara is going to say, wait a minute, maybe this is coming to tell us something else and not to hint to this idea. Because another, so now why do we say, <clears throat> why does the guy scream out, I'm Tommy, I'm Tommy? We're assuming the reason is we should stay away from him. Ah, but we have a teaching that says different. Is this coming to teach us this rule? Do we have to stay away from him? And from that, that's a hint. You have to mark graves and stay away? No, there's another reason why he says, I'm Tomei. He has to say, I'm Tomei. As we learn in the following b'risa on the words, He shall call out Tomei, Tomei. Which means, He has to inform the public of his tsar, of his pain. Why? Why do you have to tell everybody about your pain? So everyone will ask for mercy for him and will daven for him that his sarah should go away quickly. Fascinating. So therefore, if that's the case, we're not that we're not, the Bryce is not telling us we're worried that people should stay away from him, is they should know that he has trouble and to daven to him. To which they answer on that, no, if that's the case just for them to daven for them, then the Pusik should have been worded differently. In Cain, therefore, if it's only to tell people to daven for him, Lichtov should say, Vitame one time, not two times. Vitame yikra, and he shall call out Tame. Why my Vitame Tame? Why does it say Tame Tame two times? Obviously, Shmatmine. Tarti, that teaches us two things. The double expressions tells us, number one, he says for his misfortune, and the other is to tell people to stay away from him. Now, again, this is a very interesting side point for just a moment. So what else do you learn from here? You're learning from here. What if a person is sick? Not Tommy. He's sick. So what are you supposed to do? From this pasuk, it would appear you tell people Tell them that you're sick yeah. so that people can daven for you. Yeah. Uh, but we see there's other psukim. David Melech, I don't remember the Pasuk offhand, but David Melech said something to the effect of, I keep my troubles to myself. So it seems that uh, Chazal are, are saying there's two, um, I don't want to say it's a machlokes, but there's two uh, appropriate responses. In other words, if, if some, for some people, they don't want to tell. Some people you do. Uh, it, it, it generally, again, it depends on the people. But in general, I mean, I guess David felt he was so close to Hashem. He's so close to Hashem. He tells Hashem all his troubles. And, and, and he has, be talking Hashem will help him. Other people may need to tell other people, know that other people are dominating for them. So there's not a hard, and therefore it becomes out, there is not a hard, fast rule. Um, personally, I always feel it's always better to tell people, but then it depends. You know, some people will feel, oh, they're going to feel sorry about for me, and uh, you know, if Loa Leinu, a person has cancer, and that you know, sometimes you know, people react strangely around people who are sick, and they don't want them to know. On the other hand, there's a great benefit 
to daven for people. If they don't know, how can they help you? So it, the, the halacha comes out, you, you do what is your best with. So Some rabbi, people feel better. I want people to know. I want people to daven for me. Other people say, I prefer my privacy, and I don't want anybody to daven for you. We can't, we can't mandate, can't legislate your feelings. So you see from both sources that both ways are acceptable. So, so uh, since we believe that there is great benefit, it's not just a, like a theory. I mean, we, we believe that there is definitely great benefit to have, you know, like a hundred people governing for a sick person. It's not just a, a theory, right? So therefore, those who feel that they don't want that, they're, they're for sure missing out on all of that. How can, how can you say it's just an opinion, you know, like whether it does because you you're, good or not? Because you're not obliged to tell, you're not obliged to pray. You can, you can just say, listen, Hashem, I'm praying for you. It's very interesting. Let's say, for example, I'll just give us a random, I'll contrive an example. Okay? You're working in a company. And the company is very tough and they demand a lot of work and they don't want anything that doesn't look good. So if they know that you're really sick, you're not gonna get all the plum jobs and before we had unions and laws, you could get fired. Now you're gonna say, well, now they can't fire because they're sick, whatever. But I'm saying, a lot of people don't want people to know they're sick. A, they could lose their job. B, if they say they're sick and they have children who are still in Shaduchim, they feel it's gonna have trouble with Shaduchim. So there's a lot of, it, now, in a perfect world, Tony, you're right. But in the world we live in, when people are sick, often they're mistreated by more so than if people would not know. And sometimes they'd rather nobody knows about it. They don't need to know about it. And uh, because first of all, you can get better, right? And second of all, uh, they uh, feel it might cause even more harm. You gotta remember, there's some people will daven for you. Some people will distance you. Not everybody reacts the way you would react to them. So therefore, you know, the person is entitled to behave in a way that suits what he needs more. What's it gonna help him if everybody's davening for him and his boss fires him and he can't get Shaduchim for his kids? So what does it help your davening for me? So that, so again, that's why you gotta give certain things, people have to have free will choice. You know, if let's say, let's say you're not feeling well, you don't have to daven to Hashem to have you make you feel better. You don't have to. Maybe you wanna feel, I don't wanna bother Hashem with it. I'm happy to be sick. I wanna get, I wanna get the suffering. So Hashem, you'll, you know, you can't legislate these things. I got other things I wanna daven for. There's other people who are much sicker than me. I want to daven for them, and that and, you know you can't can't force that. That's an option. Do you you for example, when your person's sick, do you tell all your relatives you're sick? Do you tell some of your relatives you're sick? You know, let's say you have elderly parents, okay, and and chas uh, a child dies. You're necessarily going to tell the parent that that might have a very negative effect on them. So you have to know. It's also what we call common sense. And, and there's a lot of people involved when that happens. And people's psyche are very, we're not uh, robots. We don't have artificial intelligence. We have real intelligence and real emotions. 
And some people, if they're going to tell people, then they're just going to, that could cause them even more harm. So therefore, there is, a, the Torah has to accommodate the different feelings. And since it's not, it's not a obligation, so now it's up to you what works best for you. But isn't that another way of saying that we don't really know overall whether davening for a sick person is going to is going to help or not because there's other factors that it's it's like saying it's like saying the davening will help but there's other factors apart from the davening that will harm and therefore the overall blend of everything is is, is we don't know if it's going to overall help or not. Well, do well do it this way: Has everyone we've davened for in a sickness have they all been healed? No. no. So davening, again, davening is, it's an overall thing. It's not a panacea. The main thing is, the main thing is you want to get closer to Hashem. That's the main thing. You want to connect to Hashem. And, you know, and Hashem can listen to you and says, yes, I hear. I'm very moved by your prayers. But my child, you have to know, this time it's much better that they should die. Okay, so that's davening. Davening can always help. It can change things. Sure, it's a great, but it's not a for sure tool, you know. And therefore, a lot of people feel that I'd rather. And and also, uh, prayers with kavana are better than prayers without kavana. So then maybe the guy will say, "Listen, I'm going to go to this big rabbi who I know he really prays well, and God listens to him. I'd rather tell him. I don't want to tell everybody else, you know." I mean, let's put it this way. Nowadays, when you get a, a name for let's, a name of a sick person, you add it on to your name of seventy list of seventy five names. It's hard for me to believe that everybody has intense kavana for that name, and it's hard. So therefore, person has to do he has to function, and you know he could be if and if he is a big tzaddik, he says, I don't need anyone else to I'll doubt myself. Talk to Shem. I don't I don't feel I need that. So. Of course, davening is, is such a critical thing. We should be davening every day for everything. So, you know, yes, it's important to us, but you have to know, do you have a lot of people who really care about you? Are their tefillahs going to be sincere? And, uh, you know, it could be a lot of people, you know, you start telling people. And what is really, all it is, is now, now people know they don't have what to talk about. You know, oh, you know, he got COVID. You know why he got COVID? He wasn't careful. He didn't have mask or this and that or, or you know, it's, then you don't want to be part of the buzz. You know, if you want to do it so pe- it'll help. So a lot of times it's just you're part of the buzz. You know, like, like when you when you're uh, Menachem Oval. You know, people mean well, but they don't realize what they're supposed to be doing a lot of times, and they're someone says uncomfortable. Menachem Oval is supposed to speak about the maze, talk about their virtues and that. And a lot of times people walk in, they start schmoozing about everything. And, uh, and so sometimes you'd say, I'd rather you not come, but you have to be hospitable. You know, the person comes in and starts talking about the Jewish geography and spend an hour and a half in Jewish geography. That's not the mitzvah in a shivaus. They don't know better, they don't mean bad, but so you, you, certain people, you wouldn't want them in a shivaus. Like certain people, sometimes you're at a shivaus and you just, your eyes roll and you, and you, you, you want to, the person starts, you know, starts asking all kinds of questions and personal questions, and not even that close to you. And I'm saying I would never ask the person these questions. How did it feel? I just think you used the right doctor. Maybe you used the wrong doctor. <laughs> so, 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 so what are you doing? You want to make the person feel worse? I mean, that doesn't happen often, but sometimes you see this. So, 
So you don't want everybody to know all the time. So you are entitled to that privacy, and that's why the Torah gives conflicting sources. There's different opinions how to do this. Okay, anyway, we have two people who have given us two hints to this. Abayi gives a third hint. Look, it says, the following Amorim do not argue with other. Rather, each one cites a verse that strikes him particulars, providing an allusion to the principle that graves should be marked to protect people. In other words, that you could find hints all over the place. Certain ones speak to you more. Uh, so he says, uh, fa- famous verse, it's a myth in the Torah, You shall not put a stumbling block in front of the blind. Meaning to say, you have to make sure a person does not unwittingly do a sin. Okay, and therefore, if you mark a grave, so a woman who passes by will not be contaminated by it. So that makes sense. It's a biblical mitzvah. Person should make sure people don't sin unintentionally. And one of them would be, if you don't mark a grave, they could walk right by and become Tommy. Again, it's a hint, but that makes sense. Rav Papa Amar, Rav Papa gives another allusion. He says, Omar the Pasuk says, Solu, Solu, pave, pave, panu derech, clear the road. Now this is more in terms of, of the, the spiritual understanding of doing tshuva, clear your path for, uh, to come closer to Hashem. Yeah, yeah, we say it, we say it. it. It's more understood, you know, make your path straight to Hashem. Like, first one feels, oh, the road is clogged, I can't get through, I can't change my life. Clean up your act. But clearly, the literal means clear the path. So that's a hint to it. Rav Hanina Amar, Rav Hanina brings another pasuk. Harimu michshol miderach ami. Remove the obstacle from my people's path. Rav Yeshua, Brader Avidi Amar, another pasuk. This is in Shmos. And you will teach them as haderech asher yel chuba. The way in which they should go. Again, these are all hints. Marzutra Amar, Vihizartem Espenezomi Tumasam, and you shall separate the children of Israel from their Tumah. Rav Ashi Amar, Rav Ashi says another illusion, Ushmartem Esmishmarti, you shall safeguard my commandments, Asumishmeresumishmarti, put a safeguard for my Truma, which is called my charge. So again, a safeguard around Truma to make sure you don't get contaminated. Ravina Amar, Ravina says, Visam derech aren, visam derech, and anyone who sets the way, aren ubiyeshokim, I will show him the salvation of God. Okay? Now again, setting the derech, as we'll see in a minute, we'll, we'll, there's a number of interpretations. How would you learn this? But the simple one is, and one who sets the way, and he's saying the way by putting markers, I will show him salvation. He won't become tummy. But there's uh, that's the hint. But the more uh, deeper understanding, Rishuv and Levi says, means like this: Kol hasam or chasav. Anyone who appraises his ways means that he checks his actions. He says, you know, I did this today. I don't know if that was such a good thing. I really was. I don't think it was the will of Hashem. This I think was. So in other words, you're always measuring your ways. Then zoicha, you merit. Hashem will help you. You will merit to see the salvation of Hashem. And ultimately, you'll see that uh, the Jewish people will be saved from Hashem. And that's the same Pesach, Shenemar, as it says, he quotes the same Pesach. 
And one who some who sets his way, Altikri Visum, don't read it as Visum with a dot on the left side, Elovisham, but rather on the right side, which means to appraise. Some means to set, or it can mean appraise. So if someone who appraises his ways, we will see the salvation of Hashem for them. Okay, so good. So we have all these different sources. Now, we're still not done with all the sources, but a related incident. Raviana had a certain student, this, who would challenge him every day with questions. So Nudnik. All right, just you know, like good. I mean, a good nudnik asking good questions. A lot of times, you want to go on with a class, and a guy asks a good question. I'm not talking about an off topic, and you know, a solid question. Well, okay, so to answer that, they got to go. Oh, I really didn't want to get into that, but okay. Then you go another, another question. Just got bombards them with questions. Okay, now, but it was every day they learned. Bishabos of the regila, but when it was a Shabbos on a festival, we'd speak on a yontif. Shabbos, he wouldn't ask any questions. Why? Because it was a lot of people in the shear, and Rabbiana would be embarrassed. So uh, there's Allah, and when Shabbos comes before, it doesn't mean on the festival, it's preceding a festival, you start teaching the laws. So the student would ask him a lot of questions, but there's a lot of people in the shear, he didn't want to embarrass him. A lot of times when the Rebbe gives a shear, a guy could ask questions, I don't know the answer. Ask another question, I don't know the answer. Okay, just because you're a rabbi and you know a lot, the guy could have, you see, you see big Rosh Hashivas, they give a shear. I remember when I was in shear, the uh, Rav Baruch Saras, I remember, he gave a shear, brilliant, brilliant tzaddik, and he, he gives up, goes through the Gemara, so then the smartest guy in the shear goes and says, but Rebbe, the wording of the Gemara doesn't imply that. So I remember, I'll never forget this, I'll say it in Yiddish and English. Rav Baruch says, Mishtartnit from the Lashen, which means you don't die from the wording. In other words, I've got a good mahalach to understand the Gemara. Yeah, but this word doesn't apply that way. You don't die from it. Which kind of means, you got me, kind of. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. It's, it's like, in other words, he had a tremendous uh, way of going through it. Because he had all the opinions. This, you have to answer a lot of questions. He asked all the questions. And then the guy says, yeah, but it doesn't seem to be the wording that way. Which really means your tower of cards has fallen. So he says, you don't die from that. <laughs> so, you know, that's not the way you want to end the class when you have that. So this, this student kept nudging him. So, okay, every day you're learning. This with three, four guys around the table. Big deal. Now there's 500 people hearing this year. Listen, even though I had a question, what am I going to get? I'm just going to embarrass him? So, therefore, we're not going to uh, embarrass him at that point. And, therefore, to that story, so Rabbi who saw at least he was respectful from that, so he applied to him that verse, which says, Visham Derech, and one who appraises his way, I will show him the salvation of God. In other words, the student was wide to assess when's the proper time to ask questions and when's not the proper time to ask questions. And he said the possibility of publicly embarrassing the teacher outweighs the benefit of the answer. And therefore, that's a good way of applying this rule. Okay, so these are the sources. The question is, why don't we bring from Yaakov Avino this taka, a good question we'll have to deal with tomorrow. What? What does this have to do with... On you can mark graves. Remember, there's certain things you're not allowed to do. Certain things you're not allowed to do on So the Mishnah says you can mark graves on
Okay, so the class should be found on Leah's Neshama for Phyllis's mother. Name? Rachel Leah. Okay, should be a, 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 a Leah's Neshama. We talked about putting markers on graves. Very appropriate. Okay, Shkayach.